Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. I'll be reading this passage in the New International Version of the Scripture. But in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 through 10, we find these words. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Amen. May the Lord bless his word. I want to share from this passage today And the passage begs a question, and I want to encapsulate that question in this title today, Moving from the Baggage to the Blessing. When we think about uh, the word baggage, there is a formal and an informal definition of baggage. On a very basic and fundamental level, Baggage is simply a suitcase or some container or trunk that one would use for storage purposes when traveling. That's the basic fundamental focus. That is not our focus today. Because on another level, baggage is the beliefs, uh, the perspectives, the experiences that make up who we are. In the movie Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks plays, of course, Forrest Gump. And who can forget the line in that movie where Forrest says life is like a box of chocolates. But one of the most compelling characters in the movie is a girl named Jenny. And Jenny was Forrest's closest friend as a child. And really, if you've watched the movie, you know that she's the only true love of his life. Jenny was physically and sexually abused by her father and spent most of her life, most of her life, trying to work through the pain that she endured in her childhood. She went from one abusive relationship to another abusive relationship And then she tried to smother her pain, her shame in drugs. At the end of the movie, her compulsive self-destruction 
continued until she died an early and untimely death by contracting the AIDS virus. Needless to say, if you've seen the movie, you know Jenny had baggage. And we do too. Some baggage we have checked with the sky cap of grace and mercy. Do I have a witness here? Some baggage, we've checked it. We don't carry it anymore, but, but it's the carry-on stuff. It's the carry-on stuff that gives us problems. But Jabez in this text had baggage. But the beauty and the inspiration for us is that the baggage did not keep him from experiencing the blessing. Because he was able to move from the baggage to the blessing. Somebody came here today, you dealing, you dealing with some baggage. And you cannot enjoy the blessing. Because there's some stuff you need to check. But every day you're carrying it on. And you've not been able to make that journey from the baggage to the blessing. Why is this so important for us today? It's important because as I reflected upon the significance of this passage for us, its timeliness, its relevance, I thought about how much time we spend in the church addressing the things that we have to live without. We're always talking about we need this, we need that. We spend a lot of time praying and, and focusing on the things we have to live without. But I'm afraid we don't spend enough time, not as much time as we should, talking about the things we have to live with. Because there are some things we live with. Some silent scars, some gagging guilt, some hidden hurts. There are things that we live with that perhaps cause us more difficulty than the things that we live without. It's important also because the Bible is clear. There's a relationship between expelling our baggage and experiencing our blessing. How do we move from baggage to blessing. The first thing you got to do is you got to tag it. You got to tag it. Here it is. It says, his mother had named him Jabez. Jabez was named by his mother. And I find it interesting. This may be a clue to the kind of baggage that Jabez was dealing with because it's unique. It's almost unprecedented in a patriarchal society that the mother would name the child. There's no father in the picture. His name was Jabez. And the name itself was a haunting, habitual, and perhaps hurtful reminder to Jabez about some fault, some flaw, some failing that was associated with his birth. Jabez means grief. It means sorrow. It means sadness. It means pain. 
There's a great significance in tagging it. There's a book I've had in my library. I've had it in my library for a long time. It was published in 1988, and, and the title is The Pedagogy or the Education of the Oppressed. And the Latin American author, the theologian who wrote this book, and this one concept for me was worth the purchase of the book, his primary contention is that education, real education, can become a subversive force in our lives and in our society when it frees us, when it frees us to name our environment. He says, what truly, Paulo Freire, that's his name, he says, what truly makes us human is that God gave us the ability and the authority to name our environment. If you read in the book of Genesis, Adam had a super intellect. God could have very well named all the creatures himself. But God allowed Adam to name his environment. And so Adam was able to tag that which impacted him. He was able to name that which surrounded him. And so in this text today, by giving her child, this rather distinctive and dubious name, Jabez's mother forced him. She forced him to face daily the unsavory, unpleasant circumstances surrounding his birth. We're not helping our kids. We're not helping our friends when we shelter them from the truth. We need to tag. We need to quit make-believe and deal in the truth. Yes, truth spoken in love, but, but we're not strengthening folk when we submerge them in silence and in fiction regarding who they are. Jabez had to work through. He was, he was forced to. His name was a perpetual reminder of whatever the situation was. He was forced to work through the baggage of yesterday to get to the blessing of today. And in order to move from baggage to blessing, there's two questions we need to be able to answer. Where are we and who are we? You want to move from the baggage to the blessing, two things you've got to do. You've got to map quest your misery, and you've got to affirm your identification. You can't move from baggage to blessing playing make-believe. You've got to tag it. You can say it's dysfunction all you want, but it's sin. You've got to tag it. Jabez, his mother, and, and I believe she was a loving mother. I don't believe she gave this child the name he got to be vindictive. She wanted to make sure her boy would grow up and face the truth. And that there would be in his life a perpetual reminder that his life had not always been easy. And she wanted him to be in a position to move from the baggage to the blessing. Second instance, though, not only must you tag it, you've got to tell it. It's not enough just to tag it. Once you pull it out of the closet, you got to tell it. It's in the text. It says, Jabez cried out to the Lord. 
He cried out to the God of Israel. How did he tell it? He prayed. And if you're hard-pressed to tell it to anybody else, because I'm telling you, you got to be careful who you tag your stuff with. But I'm so glad you can crowd. You can tell the Lord all about it. Yeah, because prayer is conversation with the ideal companion. Prayer is contemplation of the facts of life from the highest perspective. Prayer is not overcoming God's reluctance, but embracing God's greatest willingness. Prayer is a wish turned to heaven. Prayer is power received at our every request. What a friend. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. It's good to tell it. And I'm so glad I have a God I can just tell it to. I don't have to shade it. I don't have to shield it. I don't have to cover it because he already knows. He knows about it. He knows my heart better than I know it. And I love the point in the text where it says, Jabez cried out to the Lord. He cried out because there was an outward cry for the inward sigh. He cried out. He cried out. So you got to tag it. You got to tell it. But you also got to try it. Got to trust God. Got to try it. And where is it in the text? He says, oh, that you would bless me. See, what makes this prayer so powerful is that it is not a proxy transaction. It is intensely personal. It's not about somebody else. This is not a public domain issue. He is experiencing some private stuff, and he needs a personal private response from God. The sinner syntactically and grammatically would read just fine if he said, oh, that thou would have blessed But it would miss the point because he's not talking about blessing all of Israel. He's not even talking about blessing his tribe of the Kenites or the Rechabites. He's saying, bless. It's me, oh Lord. It's me, oh Lord. Stand in. Stand in. Stand in. It it ain't my best friend. It's it's not my child, Lord. It's not my mother, Lord. It's It gets to a point when it's just you and the Lord. Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need thee. Bless me. Not now, my Savior. You look at the times in the two verses when you find me or my or I. He's trying it himself. I love that hymn, Charles Wesley, so intensely personal, so appropriate for this day. We celebrate the Lord's Supper. Father, I stretch. I stretch my hand to thee. Know the help I. Know the help I. Know the help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me. Whither shall I go? What did not only son endure before I drew my breath? What pain, what labor to secure my soul 
from endless death. You got to tag it. You got to tell it. You got to try it. One other thing you have to do if you want to move from the baggage to the blessing is that you got to trust it with God. Text says, and I love it where life would put a period, God puts a conjunction. Look at it, it's this way in the King James. It says, and God. He tagged it, he told it, he tried it, and it says, and God. And God granted him that which he requested. Won't he do it? Some of us have checked some stuff. And didn't God handle it? Didn't he take care of it? I trusted him with it. When I got to the place, I said, Lord, I can't handle it no more. I gave it to him. And he worked it. Didn't he do it? He worked it out. He worked it out. He says he trusted God and God gave him everything he requested. You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.